Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. The place for pets and the people who love them. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here are your hosts, practicing veterinarians, Dr. Roger Welton and Dr. Karen Lewis. Good evening, pet lovers, and welcome back to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Roger Welton, practicing veterinarian, coming to you with my co-host, Dr. Karen Lewis. How are you doing this evening, Karen? I'm good. We have a super fun episode today. We do indeed, and I'm going to leave the introduction to you. We have a very interesting guest who is involved in a very noble and just unique and interesting endeavor, and I don't want to spoil too much here. Uh, Dr. Karen, would you kindly introduce our guest. We have somebody else to talk to tonight. Yes. <laughs> somebody else will play with us. <laughs> so, so, yes, her name is Jan Knocky, and she is, um, she, she's based out of St. Louis, which is the area I'm in, and she has for years run a golden retriever rescue called Love a Golden, and what makes this rescue unique is over the last couple of years, they've actually started rescuing dogs internationally, and they have a project where uh, they're actually rescuing dogs from the nation of Turkey. Apparently, this was news to me, and we'll go into more detail. There are an abundance of golden retrievers roaming the streets of Turkey. To me, that sounds like heaven, but apparently, <laughs> it's not for those dogs. So, it does sound like anyway, heaven. Yeah, so but that's it's amazing. Golden retrievers. I, I know. What? Like, so anyway, so so Jan, hello. How are you doing? Hello. 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 So, um, let's just let's just start in here and say, how did you get started with? How did you first hear about these dogs in Turkey? Um, well, actually, there's 20 rescues rescuing these dogs from Turkey. We're just a very small part of the program. And um, Adopter Golden of Atlanta, they started this program. Um, a volunteer went to um, Istanbul and saw all these dogs there. And they came back and they, are, they worked out a program with volunteers in Istanbul to start bringing them back. And we learned of this through social media, and we asked if we could be part of that. We're a very small part because we're a very small rescue. I think it's a bunch of those small parts that make it a success, though. You know, don't downplay that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, there's, so there's Atlanta, so there's, there's St. Louis, and you said there's 20 other locations. Right. Um, we partner with Ragum, which is in Minneapolis. Because um, our dogs come to the Midwest, and they usually take, they're a much bigger rescue than us. So generally, we'll take like four, and they'll take like 14. And wow. um, they've dogs have gone to Denver, to um, the East Coast, the West Coast, and Canada takes a lot of dogs as well, um, as well as Atlanta. Atlanta's taken like, I think, well over 200 dogs. And so far, I think 800 Goldens have been rescued since May of 2015. So wow, it's a lot of dogs. A lot of dogs. <laughs> and they're absolutely, the dogs we've received are absolutely wonderful dogs. So. Well, because I was going to ask, so um, is is there a cultural adjustment for these dogs? Because obviously they don't know English, you know. Um, like, what kind of obstacles do you find when you have when you bring these dogs to the U.S.? Like, how is uh, the adjustment process? Uh, we got um, four dogs, like, two weeks ago. And they travel from Turkey on a cargo plane, and they're in crates for many, many hours. When you get those dogs out of the crates, 
when they're fed, they're watered, they go to the bathroom, and they don't miss a single step. They just move. It's absolutely amazing. They just move on and become part of whatever they are. Um, I think the language, body language is universal, and they seem to just know what to do. I have two girls here, foster girls, who hopefully both have homes, and they are just wonderful dogs, and they don't, they love to go on walks. That's one thing we've noticed with all my foster dogs. Once we start walking them, they, like, line up to go on walks. (laughs) They just love to go on walks. So, um, but we really haven't found any, any things that they, they just accept life and move on. Well, they are traditionally one of the more adaptable breeds. I mean, I saw a meme once, not a meme, but a, you know, a, a dog with a thought process. And it was, I believe it was a golden retriever. And it was like, Ooh, my mom's home. My favorite thing. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting fed. My favorite my, thing. Yes. Ooh, I'm going for a walk. My favorite thing. You know, so yes. that, that's kind of like the mentality of the golden retriever. And, and, but I guess these, these sound even exceptional for golden retrievers. Um, my, my main question I'd, I'd like our listeners to, to learn of is, it is so remarkable that there are so many stray golden retrievers, as we discussed. I mean, seeing them walking, if you walked out of your house and you saw just stray golden retrievers, that would be, you'd think, you know, as an American, you'd, you'd wake up and think you'd, you know, woke up in the twilight zone. Um, <laughs> of course, I'd be trying to home every one of them in my own home, actually. I love golden retrievers. But how how did there come to be so many stray golden retrievers in the country of Turkey? Well, there just aren't just only golden retrievers. There's probably over 150,000 stray dogs in Istanbul. But just a, just several, a city, wow. Just maybe, I don't know how many years, maybe 10 years ago, it became very popular to get a golden puppy, cute little golden puppy. We heard that sometimes when people go on vacation, they would get a golden puppy. And then once it grew up, no longer wanted it. So they take it, take them to shelters where they're spayed, all the shelters are very, very, very full. So once they're spayed and have rabies shots, they have to release them to live on the streets or in the forest. Um, And it's basically that the dogs, people just don't want them anymore. But it's not just goldens, there's lots of dogs there. I think there's German shepherds as well, I heard. It blows my mind. Because for me, I don't know, a puppy is a puppy is hell. I'm not going to sugarcoat <laughs> right. it. I mean, sorry, like, toddler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, because you, I mean, you know, they're up at night and the, the potty training, everything. I'm like, when they're an adult, you're like, yes, uh-huh. I have earned this. You know, it's, it yeah. seems kind of. I guess it's another one of those you know cultural kind of differences. How like you couldn't pay me enough to get a puppy some days, you know, <laughs> and then um, here they are like doing doing the hard work. Of a puppy, you know, and um, and so I, these shelters that they're taking them to are these publicly funded shelters? Is it just a few good Samaritans? They're municipal shelters, as I understand, where they go to. There must be a lot. I tried to research how many, but I didn't, and I wasn't successful at that. But um, there's a lot of shelters, Um, and then once a dog's a golden gets pulled. It goes to a pet hotel, which are now very crowded. That's where they kind of wait for the Golden's wait to come over here. 
but they're now very crowded as well. And there's no euthanization in Turkey as well, so... Oh, there's my next question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so these goldens that are turned loose on the street is, or in the woods, is there any attempt to go recover them? Or I guess the shelters are just so full they can't even keep up with people that are showing well, up their dog. The rescuers that work hard in Turkey are rescuing these dogs. But the the dogs, that, the neighborhoods take care of feeding a lot of these dogs. You know, they they bond with the neighborhood and they do feed the dogs. It's just not... It's just a cultural um, thing, you know. Yeah, and it's it's so cultural. different. It's, it's hard to understand because, like, when it comes to a cultural difference, we can't – it's hard for us Americans to wrap our head around something like that, I think, of, like, that. that's just how they, they view dogs in Turkey. And we were talking before we started the show about how dogs are more low on the totem pole in Turkey and cats are more esteemed. So it's just a whole different paradigm than our brains, mm-hmm. our brains are used to. Yeah, so. it, the um, I just I just find the whole thing fascinating. You you'd mentioned that uh, it, it it's not just Turkey. We don't want to just pick on Turkey here. It's, it's other nations are like this. You you had mentioned Romania. Uh, you knew someone mm-hmm. from Romania, and it was a similar kind of situation. Of course, not purebred golden retrievers, but but there was just packs of feral dogs yeah. everywhere, and yeah. that was just and and they were feral. I mean, like they would they would hurt you. They weren't nice dogs. You know, it was, again, it's a whole, and I had trouble wrapping my mind around that. And he would show me newspaper articles about, look, this four-year-old was mauled to death by this pack of wild dogs. I'm just like, we don't have, you know, in our country, we don't have, it, it doesn't look like that. So um, it's very eye-opening, I think, to even learn about how these other cultures have the similar problem as we do in America, but it's a little bit different. Like, hello, we have a pet population too, obviously, you oh, know, yes. um, but theirs is just a, a, a different different angle i guess you know ours comes from impulsive buys you know uh gifting and it's the same kind of i didn't want this (laughs) i didn't want Mm -hmm. this for my birthday you know uh and so there's that same mentality but um you know you're right same problem different different spin on it i think 150,000 dogs for my understanding i've never been to istanbul it's a very humongous city like it's it's almost a, a little country in and of itself. Um, so 150,000 dogs, you know, I, I think of the amount of homeless dogs in my little county or Brevard County here in Florida alone, you know, I, I think, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it could be in the realm of possibility that we're in the thou- tens of thousands somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, here it's pit bulls, you know. It's oh, yeah. Pit bulls, pit bulls, pit bulls. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of what you're doing here, uh, Jan. The what what is the process? Please please explain how they make their way from Turkey to and how much the does it cost? Yeah, that's okay. The whole thing. Let's well, hear about it. <clears throat> when we um our first experience was um October of last year when we brought three dogs and um Ragan brought fifteen and um we asked them, could we partner with them? And they said yes. So then um, we're sent uh, bios and pictures of dogs, and we're able to choose which ones we want. But we always seem to pick the first three or four we see because... Well, how could you pick? pick yeah. Which ones you want. <laughs> so the first dog we had, we did have an older dog who was six or seven. And then we had um, like a year old and a four-year-old. 
And once that's done, they go to pet hotels. They have their bedding, they're chipped. They get little passports and um, arrangements are made for them to come over here. Um, once they come, they're in those crates for a very long time because they have to get to the airport and then they're flown over here. Um, then we have to fly to the city where we're going to get them from and we wait and we clear customs and then we get the dogs and come back. Um, it's very expensive on cargo. It's like $1,800 a dog. Wow. And that includes the travel and um, customs and different things like that. So it's not a cheap endeavor. What do um, they fly? Like just a regular commercial airline? Like no, they, Air come, Turkey or they, something? Come cargo, they come cargo. Cargo. So FedEx or UPS or something? And you, have, you have to have... Um, 18 to a cargo. I mean, 18 to a pallet. So 18 dogs have to make a pallet. So 18 have to come at a time. Oh my god! I never heard so, of a pallet of dogs. Pallet I'm sorry, of dogs. that phrase blows my mind. <laughs> and that's how they come. And they they come on. There's a couple of airlines that that fly them. And um, some dogs. We we have two dogs in Turkey right now that we're trying to get over here. And they're coming with flight volunteers on a commercial flight. Um, they didn't weren't able to come with the other dogs, and so they uh, are going to come with flight volunteers to well, Chicago. Because okay, there's my next question: Is someone on? I guess if they're just shipped cargo, there is not a person on the flight. No. Like it would be a commercial flight. Okay. No, wow. they just come like cargo. Like the first dogs we got, they loaded the dogs first, and then loaded these cars afterwards. And we had to wait hours for the cars to be deplaned before they could get the dogs off. Oh but now my they God. load the dogs last, so it's a lot better. So. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Oh, my God. We so, were very anxious that day because we just couldn't wait to see the dogs, and we had to wait a long time. Doing oh uh, some calculation here. I'm not great at math in my head because I've been relying on dosing calculators. <laughs> so... $1,800 per dog times 18 dogs is $32,400 per shipment. Wow. That's a lot of money. No, that just isn't the airfare. I mean, that does include other charges such as customs, and um, we pay a part of the pet hotel charge in Turkey. Okay. And um, But basically, it's just getting them over here. Wow. Yeah. So um, how involved is clearing customs? Do they, like, place any kind of limitations on that, or are there – has that ever been for, trouble? They're cleared for customs in Turkey, so that okay. it's just paperwork when they get over here. Okay. So, and how about adopting these dogs out? Do you have, like, a waiting list of people who are, like, dying to get a, a golden, or it seems like you adopt them out pretty quickly? Well, we have a, a waiting list, um, and I go to those people first. We're very selective where our turkey dogs go because we don't have very many. And if we get an application and I kind of feel they're suitable, we tell them about our turkey dogs. And uh, the two girls I have both have home visits being done for them this week. And one may go to Kansas City and the other one may go look here in St. Louis. So. Wow. Well, actually, Even more point, so, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Now, what's so, the climate uh, like in Turkey? Is it um, is it temperate? Like, how would one of those dogs fare in Florida? Just asking, putting that out there. A lot of some dogs have gone to Florida. Okay. Um, 
I think the the temperature in Istanbul must be kind of 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay. But some dogs come from other parts of of Turkey, you know, yeah. not just Istanbul, and I think it's a little warmer there. Uh, the volunteer that we, one of the volunteers we work with, we have a dog there, Gibson, who was supposed to come two weeks ago, who's now coming on a commercial flight. She keeps telling me how cold it is in Istanbul, but I don't see that when I look at the temperature. I mean, it, it seems warmer than what it is here. Well, but I, I think it's she comes from like uh, five hours drive south of Istanbul, so it's probably a lot um, warmer there. So, so it's not a huge like environmental um, acclimation no. they have to do, which is good news. Okay. No. Wow. So um, if people are hearing this and they're like, wow, this is really cool. I, I want to help this. How can people help or donate money or what else can they do if, if, if there is anything besides donate money to um, help get more dogs out of these crazy crowded shelters in Turkey? Well, our, our basic need is money because as you see, it's very, very, very expensive. And we are a very small rescue and, um, so that's why we're so limited on dogs, plus the number of foster homes we have. Um, you can do- donate to our webpage, um, lovergordon.com. Um, there's, it's just basically money is what we need to help these dogs. And you mentioned the um, Golden Rescue in Atlanta was one that had started this, getting these yeah. dogs in Turkey. Okay. Um, do, you, do you know what their name is and their website is off the top of your head? I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, sorry. No, no, they're Adopt a Golden of Atlanta. Okay. So if you're maybe in Rogers' neck of the woods and want to help, you know, the, the yeah. people more down close to you, that might be a good one to help. Or if you're more north by us, you can help love them. Uh, there's rescues in, in Florida that, that have, um, helps. I have an issue. <laughs> That's okay. It goes with the show. It's all good. <laughs> it's more That's authentic. actually the turkey dog doing that. Um, oh, really? Well, see, he's, he's making it more authentic. Here we go. Now, his bark didn't have an accent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we partner with um, Ragam in Minneapolis. Okay. That's who we partner with. And <clears throat> in Toronto, there's, um, I'm not exactly sure about the rescues in Canada, but I think one in Toronto rescues a lot of goldens as well. Interesting. One thing I'm excited about is, uh, you know, our our podcast is particularly popular. Uh, you know, if you follow the emails, <laughs> yes. And actually, I can I get geographic data through the our Blog Talk Radio network. We're very popular in Canada, and and we know how generous and lovely Canadians are. And we're also extremely popular on the West Coast, and you know, like so California, Washington State, Oregon, um, and. Uh, so those are very generous areas, and they, you know, tend, especially on the West Coast, there tends to be a bit, a bit of money there. So hopefully, we can start getting some funds funneled your way because that really is always the greatest challenge, isn't it, with any rescue, um, yes. e- even ones where you're not shipping dogs at eighteen hundred bucks <laughs> yeah. a pop, uh, you know, to 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 a whole other continent. Um, money, money is really the main thing. So uh, even if you can't necessarily get on one of these. I guess waiting lists because I would imagine you're probably going to get a few applications after this. Uh, you can at least contribute to helping by donating money. Now, I want to ask you: Is there a function on your website where people can click a button and donate, like PayPal yes. or something like on that? Our, on our, 
Yes, on our webpage we have PayPal, yes. Oh, excellent. Uh-huh. That yeah. makes life way easy. And we do have a GoFundMe page, but um, I can't remember the name of it. So. Well, and and the, I, cause whenever I give, I've always just done the PayPal on your website. And, yeah. again, it's loveagolden.com, loveagolden, all one word, squished together, dot com. And, um, and if you want, it, it's a fun website to look at because they have pictures of the turkey dogs. You can kind of put a face to the story, I guess, <laughs> you know, um, for lack of a better term, which is kind of fun to do, too. We have a video of the first dogs we got. We made a video. So oh, I haven't seen that. I'll have to look. Yeah. Okay. So, but, yeah, even if you can just give 10 bucks, it'll help save a dog. And it's kind of cool um, how, I mean, yes, we have a homeless dog problem in our country, too. The good news is the Golden Retriever-loving community is very, very devoted. And a lot of people who want a Golden Retriever want only a Golden Retriever. And I think it's sweet that there's people who will go on a waiting list and wait for a rescue dog as opposed to going and supporting some puppy mill and just buying a Golden Retriever, you know. And so kudos to those owners who are like, yes, I want a Golden, and I'll wait and I'll help and save one, you know, instead of just feeding my whim. Seeing a lot so more easy. of that, actually, people holding out for the pure breed rescue. Yeah. Because they're, they're giving up often, and they may not be as easy to come by, but it's, you know, it's worth the wait. I, I've seen some amazing results from people taking the effort to go to places like PetFinder.com and holding out for that pure breed that they love. For me, mm-hmm. it's Labradors and Goldens. To me, they're, they're very similar, one and the same. I think Labs are a little goofier. A little slightly less intelligent <laughs> version <laughs> of the it. golden. <laughs> and, of course, I got the dumbest of them all, but I love them to pieces, my Bernie dog. Um, Jan, how do, how do these dogs, how do these goldens compare to, say, goldens, your average golden you'll see that was born here in the United States? Are they same temperament, well, same I, size? Well, they're, they're the same temperament um, because of the way they've had to live initially. Sometimes there's some resource guarding. Um, oh, that makes because, sense. because of the way they've had to live. But um, the two girls I have, they don't have resource guarding. And the other ones I've had, I haven't had that problem. But I do know some of them have that problem. And temperament, they're just like an American golden. They're like a golden anywhere else in the world. It's the breed that I think makes them like that. And are they about the same, same size, color, everything? Yeah, I, was just I find that. a lot of them. A lot of them are blonder. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Than, than the other ones, there aren't very many dark red ones there. Huh. They're kind oh. of. I like the blondies. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, so say because you know you see. So I'm I'm a big Labrador guy. So you see the more Eng, the English variety that's got the big boxy head. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. big box head. And then you got more of the American variety. It's got the narrower, you know, type head. And, um, I, you know, and you see, I think you, you see kind of the same thing with golden retrievers as well, that the English variety versus the American variety tend to have these bigger, stockier, boxier bodies. And, um, well, I, for example, I saw a 110 pound golden retriever last week that wasn't obese. <laughs> you know I mean? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, so these are just your average looking golden retriever. They're not boxy heads. They're not, they're just, what, what would you say your average poundage for a male is? From Turkey? Uh, yeah. Uh, mostly they come underweight. That's true. So none of them are huge. So I would say, you know, in their seventies is probably max. 
okay. the ones we've received because they're, you know, the one of the girls I have, I think they're both like low 60s, um, the two girls I have here. Okay. Um, the one of them today had a dental and she's only probably four and she had to have two extractions because they thought she'd had trauma to her mouth and her two teeth were terrible and she had those out today when she had a dental. So, so we that, have to do additional vetting to them. Wow. So it's more than just bringing them over. Yeah. So you bring them over and then have to kind of put Humpty Dumpty back together, it sounds, a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're in pretty bit, good shape. Yeah. But, wow. Okay. They generally have poor coats, you know, which is, yeah. and so with good food, their, their coats get better and they turn into gorgeous dogs. That's so, absolutely but, incredible. Um, can I say that? We're not taken away from Goldens in America by rescuing these turkey dogs. Since, um, like, 2011, the number of Goldens available to be rescued has declined drastically. Our numbers as a small rescue used to be, like, 80, 90, 100 dogs a year. Now we average 50. And there just aren't that many dogs being surrendered. And the I guess, last two two dogs I took in, one this week and one last week, are both mixes. So, golden mixes. So, there just aren't that many dogs. So, we're not not taking American dogs because of the turkey dogs. And I think it's awesome. It's a good problem. I, I wouldn't call it a problem, I guess. That, <laughs> you know, I mean, there aren't, there isn't this deluge of American golden retrievers. You know, it's, hey, maybe the word's finally getting out. Only right. get a dog if you want to keep it. So, and actually, um, full disclosure, I adopted a golden mix from um, from Jan's group, Love a Golden, and um, I don't think he actually has much golden in him at all. But you know what? <laughs> Calling him a golden got him out of animal control and got him into my house. So who cares? But but yeah, I think it's cool when these groups take the mixes too. You know, because the mixes are the ones that I, I think they're awesome dogs, and they kind of fall between the cracks sometimes. So. Kudos, you guys, for taking the golden mixes and the turkey dogs. You guys are very multifaceted. I will give you that. <laughs> well, actually, um, we've taken two black dogs from Turkey um, because we have a lady who will sponsor black dogs. Um, and uh, one of them that we got is now being trained to be a search and rescue dog. One of our volunteers adopted him, and he's going to be a search and rescue dog. So... That's really so, cool. A special story. Yeah. What kind of dog like, would the black dog be? He's like a... The um, mutt? No, he's like a golden type. He's a golden mix. I can't remember the other breed, but he's like a golden mix breed. Um, because the picture, I saw one picture of a dog. It looked like a black golden, basically. Like, had that kind of coat. That's Silas, probably, yeah. 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 It was very interesting. I was like, well, hey... Because, I mean, those guys are probably harder to place, so I think that's awesome. You guys are bringing, bringing everybody who needs it, you know? <laughs> right. But we do have a sponsor that will sponsor the, the black dogs if we have to bring one, so that's really, really cool. good. Yeah. And would you take yeah. sponsors for your Turkish Goldens as well if somebody had, hey, say, an extra $32,400 laying around of disposable income? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to spread that with our friends, our other rescues, because everyone's struggling for money. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to appeal to our more wealthy listeners out there. Open your purses and your wallets 
and uh, you know, please do help. And and even, you know, you look at these like political campaigns, and the amount of money they can raise on, you know, just sixty bucks here, thirty bucks there, fifty bucks there. Billions they raise. It's they, crazy. Eventually billions, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of that money, yeah. I mean, it's coming from some really. Uh, I guess uh, well-established financial sources, but there is a good chunk of it that is, you know, grassroots. Just people donating, you know, some some extra money they have laying around, and it adds up over time. If only we can get the same amount of love <laughs> for these poor dogs <laughs> no than kidding. we get for these awful politicians. Not going to go there. I'm just so over this election. I want it to go away. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do. Maybe oh I'll go to Turkey for a month, and I'll come back when the election's over. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, let's all go to Turkey and round up some Goldens. Um, Jan, I want to thank you just on behalf of being an animal caregiver and really just admiring people like you, people that do this for no other reason than love of the animals and and truly the care of their welfare. Uh, Thank you, and thank you very much for uh, sharing your amazing story with us and the amazing endeavor that you're involved in. Uh, absolutely incredible. So lovealgolden.com. Any final parting thoughts here, Dr. Karen? Um, no, I think, um, first of all, Jan, for your first podcast, you did great. <laughs> and, uh, Better than us. <laughs> I know, seriously. Maybe she ever and, um, but yeah, I, I learned a lot, actually. This was not rehearsed, as you guys who know us know that well. And I think Dr. Raj and I, we, uh, we learned a lot about this. And even though I know Jan, I'm familiar with the group. Um, I think it's it's a really neat and it's really unique. You know, it, not every rescue can say they ship in a pal of dogs. That's just I'm still getting over, I'm still getting over that phrase. I'm sorry, that'll be, that's my new phrase of the day. Yes. So, but anyway, but no, and, and like I said, if you got ten bucks to spare, don't give it to a politician. Save a dog. It's so much better. <laughs> Jan, uh, any any last words? Any parting words for you for our listeners? Um, can I just say the the uh, dogs being rescued? from Taiwan, from Puerto Rico, by other Golden Retriever rescues, Korea. Um, so it, it, there's other countries besides Turkey that are being taken care of, and they're rescuing Goldens. So um, groups on the West Coast do rescue from those areas. So it's like a lot of rescues working together. Golden Retriever rescues work together, and I, I, which is really good. So... That's, that's, I, had, I had no idea. Hey, I wonder, since we have a pretty good West Coast following, if any of those people getting dogs from any of the Asian countries might want to come talk. That might be interesting to learn from them. Would be I cool. Can you hook us up there, Jen? You got any contacts for us? No, I don't have any contacts. <laughs> well, I just I threw you both under the bus on that one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just Maybe we'll get some emails. We are popular on the West Coast after all. Uh, well, popular for us, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much once again, uh, Jan. And uh, everyone, have a good night. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.